This is Behold, a VBC podcast. Our goal is to examine biblical truth that will better equip you to behold the glory of the Lord more fully in your daily life. And without further ado, here is the Behold podcast. Well, hello there, listener. We are tuning in today for a bit of a, a short. We'll call this a Behold short this week. Um, it, we are actually driving right now. A couple of us are, actually many of us, pastors and a couple elders and just staff leaders. We are going to help the wonderful Pat and Sheila Smith move. They are moving this week. And as you may have heard on Sunday, if you're at the crossing, Pat had a bit of a disruption to his week this week with his uh, detached retina and then the, the consequential surgery and his recovery now. So anyways, all to say, we are driving now to go help them move. And so we thought it'd be a good time to take a few minutes as we drive and, and just chew on some of the Lord's truths together. Um, this is me, Sean Elsh. I'm sitting beside in the shotgun seat, Mr. Dan Gillette. And, uh, and full disclosure, I did, I did, I did claim this. <laughs> and, and the person sitting in the back seat gave me a, a good hard time for it. He did. Very, very quick to throw out the whoever is last is actually first, Mr. No, Nathan Baird. It's just, it's, it's just the Bible. It's all Oh, it's just the Bible. <laughs> yeah, he guilt tripped me sufficiently, but I uh, he resisted and overcame. <laughs> yes, I did, and 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 I, I gotta say, it's it's a very nice view from the, from the front. Uh, this reminds me of uh, a couple weeks ago. We had a bit of a um, not a bit of we had a pastoral retreat, and actually, it's gonna tie into what we're talking about today because the point of that retreat was just to build some unity and understanding between all of us pastors. And anyways, on that retreat, there was a moment where. A couple of the fellows got lost on a hike and needed to get picked up, and there is a, a mathematical problem fitting that many people in my car, and so poor Dan here was in the trunk, which normally would be fine, but there was like a car seat back there and just tons of stuff, and there's a few speed bumps involved, so poor Dan really, he walked away with some uh, emotional and physical bruises that, that day. <laughs> so, I, guess that's, I guess that's the last is now first. Yeah, that's true. It's, it's coming back around. It's coming oh, back around. You were the yeah. first first, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. Anyways, now I feel much better. I mentioned that that retreat ties hey, there's into... there's the Altamont. We're just passing the Altamont. Hi, oh, hey. Altamont. Okay. Uh, we mentioned that today's topic ties into what we did on that retreat, and really what I'm talking about is this this idea of unity. And I've been chewing on this the last couple days because there's been a few things just kind of bothering me or making me sad or burdening me about the state of the world, the state of the church, the state of some people in my life. And kind of a common thread through all of those things I've been chewing on is a lack of unity. You know, you see in scripture, we see Jesus say it, we see it in the life of the early church. There should be in action in our lives, a unity that transcends all other types of relationships as brothers and sisters in Christ, right? Because we all know, like Nathan, you just said it before this recording started, we got one God, we have one spirit, we have one savior together, and that is consistent for all of us. So really that should be so much more important than our differentiating factors when it comes to doctrine or style or age or all that kind of stuff. And yet, I'm sure you guys feel it in our country, in our area and all these things. Man, it's a divisive time. Do you guys agree with that? So what do you think? When we're talking about unity, what are the things you think about that maybe burden you in that way also, or maybe what are some things that you cling to as far as building that unity in your own relationships in life? Yeah, I mean, I was thinking about the, the uh, analogies that Paul uses, for example, you know, the body or a family, a household of God um, for the church. And uh, we, we're, we're in this time 
where uh, I think there's a lot of criticism. There's a, there's a desire to be individual and unique and to be appreciated for who you are. Um, you know, right, right now we're in the middle of Pride Month um, and that's a celebration for many people of uh, just a full self-expression, uniqueness and they're um, you know, not conforming, I guess. And in reality, the church has never been a uniform, uh, you know, flat, one-dimensional thing. I mean, when Jesus uh, calls people, he called 12 disciples who uh, were <laughs> from opposite ends of the spectrum in all kinds of ways, tax collectors and uh, zealots, you know, uh, fishermen and um, all these other types of people that, that didn't necessarily spend time together, but now they were, they were um, unified around Jesus. And then that extended out we're going to learn uh, this week at the Altamont that, that many women were, were called uh, and followed Jesus and they brought their um, different gifts and, and, and wealth and, and care to, to ex extend the kingdom of God. And now today, you know, in every, every place around the world, we've got people coming to Jesus from all over the place. What unifies us, what holds us together is, this, is the life we share that's guiding us in a direction, just like a, you know, a person engaged in running a marathon or something. They've got all the different pieces. They've got their eyes watching the road. They've got their feet, legs, you know, heart pumping, all that kind of stuff. But it's it's all unified. All those differences have a beautiful harmony when they're when they're driving together. We appreciate the differences. We want want all you know all of our body to be a foot. We need all, all the other parts too. In the same way, we uh, we want to appreciate each other. Um, but first, it's the unity. Yeah. <laughs> unity gives us a reason to appreciate the differences. Well, I think that's a great point because sometimes there's a misunderstanding that that diversity and unity um, or uniqueness and unity are are in conflict with yeah. each other. But it, when you just when you just think about it reasonably and logically, and when you look at those analogies that we see in, in the you know in the New Testament, it's 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 really clear that both both are they work together, and it makes me think of. We we've been doing this thing with the worship team at the crossing because we have we have two services and <clears throat> we're on stage playing music when everybody else is taking communion and so a lot of times we we miss it we don't get to take communion and so what we what we started doing a few months ago was in between services we do we gather together just the worship team and we take the elements together and we we talk and we pray we share thoughts and it's been so just it's such a great reminder of our of our unity. And somebody said something the other day. I'll give a shout out to um, to Andrew Carter. And I don't think I shared this on the podcast. I might have already, but I apologize if I if I did. But he said, you know, we're standing in the circle. We're about to take the elements. And he said, he said, Jesus died for this, right? He died so that we could have this type of communion with him and with each other. He's like looking around the circle. He's like, I wouldn't know any of you if it weren't for Jesus. <laughs> I, yeah. I wouldn't be standing in a circle with any of you guys. We're, we're from such different backgrounds and we have such different, we're in such different stages of life and, and you know, we're from different parts of, of even of, of the Bay Area, but we're all here and we're, we're celebrating what unifies us and that is the, the, the body and blood of, of our Savior Jesus. Yeah. It was just so beautiful and yesterday in the prayer room, we had an amazing time. We, for those of you that have, have come, we, we pray through different themes. And so the theme for yesterday was the church. And one of the things that God put on my heart to just pray for was just this, um, this vision that we see, uh, uh, of heaven. Um, you know, when the kingdom comes yeah. that Jesus reveals to John, 
in Revelation chapter 7, and I'll just read it. It says, um, Behold a great multitude that no one could number from every nation, from all, from all the tribes and the peoples and the languages, standing before the throne and before the Lamb, clothed in white robes with palm branches in their hands, and crying out with a loud voice, Salvation belongs to our God, who sits on the throne and to the Lamb. And first of all, I mean, can we just picture the... The, the, the how amazing and, and, and just what a wild scene that must that must have been to witness that and one day we're going to get to experience it firsthand but don't you just love that in God's kingdom you're going to see that kind of variety and diversity and there's 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 going to be so much that makes us different but the most important thing that is Jesus that's what makes us the same that's what unifies us and I don't know, like Nate, I was thinking about what you were talking about on Sunday, just about the kingdom of God and, and how it's, it's so different and it's so much better than any other kingdom yeah. that we could ever experience. And, and when I read something like this and when, I, when we talk about unity, it, just may, it challenges me because I'm like, what am I doing right now in my life to prepare myself for that kingdom? Am I, am I developing that kingdom mindset? Am I treating people in a way that ushers in that kingdom, right? Am I, am I de- trying to steer and lead the places where I have influence to be little outposts of that kingdom here and now? Um, and I don't know, what do you guys think about that? Yeah, no, I, I, I <laughs> sorry, Sean, you're gonna jump in? No, I was just gonna say all that though, like, it makes me think of kind of like a funny scene of like, I'm sure you've all seen movies or shows like this where someone's like in in the lobby for like a job interview or something and like gets mistreated by someone else and they have this like bickering fight and then like a week later they get hired and they they go into their new job and like (laughs) that person's like working with them you know what I mean yeah yeah, it's like oh this is awkward I just wonder like man how many of us when we're in that picture in Revelation of just unity with all peoples of all nations proclaiming how great God is will look back and be like uh I didn't treat that person with love or that person with love or that person with unity you know, and like you said, it's like what we do now is an investment in the fruit that that that's going to happen at that time. Yeah. You know, it has an, it's an opportunity now to experience that unity before we even get there, which which is like such a we're going to talk about this week with Nathan about the fruits in our lives. Like that's the big beauty of the gospel is not only do we have this promise of that type of unity later, we get to experience that same unity now. Like how amazing is that? Well, it's like a gut check. It's like, am I treating this person? Like I'm gonna see them in the in the new kingdom, and they're gonna we're gonna be shoulder to shoulder worshiping God. You know, yeah. Yeah. So I had a thought a couple weeks ago um, that I shared in a staff meeting uh, two or three weeks ago, and it was this that um, I I have certain gifts that that other people I know don't have, and you can fly. Uh, what's that? You can fly. I can fly. <laughs> yeah, no. the cat's out um, of the bag. You know, um, no, I I I, uh, I was just thinking about the fact that. Um, it's easy if you focus on your uniqueness to get proud about the things that you have that are better than other people, right? This is a, this is a problem the Bible talks about all the time. Don't, don't think of yourself higher than you ought, but, you know, consider others before yourself. But what I, I got to thinking that in the context of this new kingdom, um, that God has given me unique gifts that meet the need of other people. So the gifts I have are not... For me, they're for other people. That's good. And the cool thing about that, that, that is both 
at one, I can, I can revel in my uniqueness by saying, God has given me these unique either uh, interests or talents or hobbies or whatever. I mean, everything that I have that's, that's, that's unique to me. Um, but my, my attitude is, is to make that for the benefit of, of those who don't have those things so that they can be enriched. And the, the cool thing about that is God embeds um, gift in the in, in relationship. In other words, unity is, is not just a, a, like a side effect of the kingdom. It, 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 it's, God wants us to be related as brothers and sisters in Christ in this family of God, in this body of Christ, because he thinks it's valuable, not just to say, here, have, have all the gifts, but to say gifts are to be received in the context of relational love. That's and so if they're good. not in that, it's just technology. So right now we're, we're wrapped up in a you know AI wave, right? Where uh, you know artificial intelligence, wherever you stand on that right now, um, it's ch- going to change things. I was I was looking at uh, an example of this. that um, touched on an area that of my previous um, uh, my, my my life before I was on, on staff. <laughs> hmm. uh, that that AI was definitely going to change. And um, but if it's just if it just here's this cool cool app that changed your life. If God just gave us apps for everything, um, he would, th- that's not what he cares about. Yeah. He cares about relationship, so gifting through other people. And so our unity together um, is not just, uh, oh, you know, so I can get something from you, but it's in the context relationship, that's the, that's the main thing. This is, wow. this is Romans chapter 12. This, this, this is, I don't know when the last time you guys read this, but starting in verse 3, this whole idea of gifts of grace. And yeah. it's, it says, For by the grace given to me, I say to everyone among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to, but to think with sober judgment, each according to the measure of faith God has assigned. So that's kind of what you were talking about. Nate. It's like, <clears throat> my gifts don't make me proud, but also I'm not going to be self-deprecating and, right. and say I don't have gifts. I'm going to be in that Goldilocks sweet spot. I'm going to have this sober judgment. I don't think too highly of myself. I don't think too little of myself. <laughs> I've been given these gifts of grace. And then if you keep reading in Romans 12, we see all of these things, all of these relational things, right? To let have genuine love, to show honor to each other, to be patient with each other, to, to pray, to contribute to the needs of the saints, on and on and on. There's all of these, these relational ways that those gifts of grace play out. And I just think that that is such an important thing for us that it can get lost in the unity discussion yeah. is is kind of what makes us unique too so that but, but then the purpose of that uniqueness I guess do you know what I mean yeah well it's like uh, we're, we're almost to Pat and Sheila's house here so we're going to sign off here in just a minute um, but I think Romans 12 is such a great place to chew on this and also I can't help but think of Ephesians 4 on the topic of unity which hits that exact same thing you know because I think what you're getting at is our variety of gifts, it's meant to be a demonstration of this special type of unity, you know? And it becomes misused to become a point of division, which is so sad, but it's meant to be the greatest picture of what unity in Christ is meant to look like. Ephesians 4 is a great read on that, so there's some homework for you as we get ready to sign off, is read Ephesians 4, because it really is, and then think through this. If, If everyone lived with this heart, what would life be like? You know, Paul is writing in prison. He says, I, therefore, I'm urging you, walk in a manner that's worthy of the calling to which you've been called. He just lays it out. This is what you've been called to. To, to walk with humility and gentleness and patience, to bear one another in love. And then what does it say? Eager to maintain unity. 
unity of the Spirit and the bonds of peace. And he lists out this whole list of, you have one God and one Spirit and one baptism. Like, knock it off. You have such better things to be concerned about than how you're different. And then it goes into exactly what you guys just listed about. God gifted you for a specific reason. He gave you gifts so that you can equip and lift up one another. And as we're all doing that, we're all going into the image of Christ together. The end result is that we're going to become a body that grows and build itself up in love. Amen. And I just think about the picture of the church in America, like you're kind of hitting at what's the perspective toward the church. And unfortunately, I think it is what it is largely because people aren't doing that. They're not excited about using their gifts to build unity for the purpose of building our church up in love. And if we did, man, can you imagine the, 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 the glory to be received on, on behalf of Jesus Christ? Yeah, and how, and how the world's perspective on the church would change, right? Because I think the world sees us backbiting and splitting hairs and <clears throat> telling each other, you're, hey, you're wrong, I'm right, I'm, I'm a good person, you're a bad person, you know? Like, and, and not that we can't have denominations and different interpretations of, of, of doctrine and things like that, but, but what's our heart and our attitude in our, in our disagreements? Is there charity? Is there grace? Is there, is there love and unity that, that supersedes all of that, right? Yeah, yeah that's what you know, Jesus didn't say, that they would know you by your meticulously precise doctrine that you all share exactly. Yeah, exactly. That they will They will know you're my disciples by your love for one another. Amen. Hey, that's, that's the mic drop right there. Th there it is as I uh, pull into Parallel Park in front of Pat and Sheila's house. Uh, I don't, I'm going to hit the curb. Oh, you hit the curb. You went in too hot, bro. To, I did. Anyways, oh, we hope that you are stimulated and encouraged. And most of all, man, what if you apply a piece of this in your life this week? There's that brother or sister in your life that maybe you are not prone or inclined to really pursue in unity with. Just do it. Yeah. And remind yourself, man, my unity with this person, it goes beyond their age. It goes beyond how they dress. It goes beyond what kinds of songs they like. It goes beyond whether they think that uh, gifts are cessationist or not. You know, all these things. You have a unity with the person in front of you if they've trusted Christ because of our Savior. And that is beautiful and we should... Not just look forward to that unity in heaven, but man, just delight in that unity now. Amen. Amen. All right, y'all. Thanks for tuning in for this Behold Short on the Road. That's been a little bit bumpy, but again, we're so thankful for you listening with us every week. Hope to see you guys this Sunday at both campuses. And then as always, next week again for Behold. Love yeah. you, everybody. Yeah, let us know if you're moving too. We'll come help you move and uh, you can just pay us in gift cards. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, check the newsletter if that was confusing to you. All right, love you guys. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening. Be sure to subscribe for future episodes of Behold. If you would like more information about Valley Bible Church, or if you'd like resources from this episode, go ahead and check out vbc.online forward slash behold. Catch you guys next week.